0: Together on our knees, let us break bread together on our knees. When I fall on my knees, with my face to the rising sun, O oh Lord, have mercy on me. Welcome to The Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that The Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. As I welcome you to today's broadcast, I also want to thank you. Thank you for those of you who have written and shared your thoughts, and for those of you who have taken part in keeping this broadcast on the air, I want to remind you that this broadcast is cared for by people like you. We have no organization behind us. We simply want to share the good news that Jesus saves. And you have been a wonderful part as a prayer partner and as a fellowship sharer with us. And I pray God's blessings on each of you today. I want to pick on what we left off last week. But before we do, let's ask God to open our eyes that we might see wonderful things out of his holy word. Grant this petition, we pray, our Heavenly Father. And Lord, we take time to pray for the scourge, which we believe it is, that's covering the entire world. Lord, we would be foolish to deny that your hand is at work in judgment in our world. Lord, this coronavirus has had an impact on people of every nation color class creed it's beyond human understanding it's built beyond political wrangling we think of the times throughout the scripture when your voice was heard clearly and people said no today we realize that the voice of science has identified many of our problems but lord we fear that there is a, a misunderstanding where people are literally worshipping at the foot of the scientists or at the announcement of the politicians. Lord, we accept all of these things, scientific and human and religious, but we know that beyond all of this, you are still God. And we take sides with you today in the name of the the Lord Jesus. We pray for the people who are being severely impacted by this coronavirus people were being impacted by warfare civil war border war international conflict cold war hot war lord we bring our world to you and today my prayer lord is that people will hear your voice because the world in which the lord jesus christ entered to become savior and sacrifice was a world that was in turmoil. And he said, we've got to look away to him, God with us. Make this true in our broadcast time today. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we open the word of God, let me ask you to get your calendar out and circle the date, September the 23rd. That's next month. Next month, the 23rd of September, we'll be gathering for our celebration of praise for God's goodness upon us on this broadcast for the last 10 or 12 years, depending on what station you're listening from. And we thank those who have kept it alive and encourage you to be part of the ingathering on September the 23rd. We'll be making more announcements about this as time goes on. But the the venue will be at the College Road Baptist Church, 5000 Southwest College Road, here in Ocala, Florida. Now, last week, last week we talked about a verse from the book of Proverbs. There is a way which seems right unto people, but the end thereof are the ways of death. That statement, in whichever translation you're reading it, occurs twice in our English Bible. It's in Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12, and then again in Proverbs 16 and verse 25. Both of these verses speak of ways that seem right. Emphasis on the word seem right, but they lead to death. What does that mean to you as an individual? Have you continued to follow your own self-inspired inner feeling? Or have you allowed the conviction of God, the Holy Spirit, to lead you into God's way? Remember, the disqualifying factor is like saying, what has become common saying these days? It's a generational saying. It's a norm. If it feels good, do it. There's an abundance of such feel-good, positive-thinking philosophies abroad today. Now, I don't think you should have negative thoughts to dominate your life, but I am saying just a feel-good thing is not good enough for your eternal destiny. That's the kind of stuff that the Proverbs was warning us about. In many cases, we can identify the circumstance, the event, perhaps a very day in our lives, or a particular person whose way we chose over God's way we declared this is what I believe in Romans chapter 1 verse 18 we're told that God's anger I did say that God's anger is going to be dispensed over all sinful wicked people who suppress the truth of their own wickedness suppress the truth of God and in its place uphold their own wickedness. Let's look a little more closely at that language. It says that God shows his anger. Yes, you heard that right. God is angry. God is angry. God is angry against sin. But you say, I thought God is love. Jesus is a gentle Jesus. Yes, but his wrath against sin and his anger against disobedience, disobedience to his laws are just as real as his love is to human beings. The woman, the man, the person who chooses self over God, who rejects the way that seems for for the way that seems right, that person is playing with the wrath of God. Are you one of those? That state of heart is an unfortunate human condition against which the Spirit of Almighty God has warned you. The still, small voice has been speaking into your heart, speaking conviction, attempting to convince you, to convince me, that God does not agree with a way that we think is right. I know that to be true by reading the Word of God. You know that to be true because you have had the convicting work of the Spirit of God nudging you to stop the madness that has been plaguing you. You have fought it for too long, and God says, you think it's a way that works, but I say it leads to everlasting destruction. Here's what Romans 1 goes on to say about the wrath of God, the anger of God. I'm going to right back to the continuation of the declaration of god's wrath in romans chapter one we read it in verse 18 it says people suppress the truth by their wickedness verse 19 says they know the truth about god no i do not know the precise moment when god impressed upon you the error of your ways But I know one thing, I know that you know. You can remember that moment when you made a decision to suppress the movement of the Spirit of God in your life. In John's Gospel, chapter 16, verse 8 says that we are told that the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin. Let's take a moment and allow you to take a quick Holy Spirit inventory. Are you with me? Are you thinking with me? So what's your response going to be to the Spirit of God who right at this moment is convicting you that you have lived your life your own way, you've rejected God, and you're going to pay the consequences? Oh, God grant you the willingness to have a moment of God-guided decision-making. Friend, it is an inside job. It doesn't have to be a public demonstration. That'll come later. Right now, the Spirit of God is pointing you, cajoling you to turn from the wrath of God, to turn from the darkness which enfolds you. You don't have to be the son of Sam or some other serial killer to be incurring the wrath of God. In that same chapter of Romans 1, we read these words in verse 21. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God. That's true because you have chosen your own selfish will to supersede the work of God, the Holy Spirit. He has already convinced you that you need God. The Spirit of God has prompted you to stop in your tracks and turn towards the Lord Jesus. But you fought it. And the Bible says in chapter 1 of Romans, there is your resume. When you knew God, you glorified him not as God, nor were you thankful. Listen carefully to what Romans 1 verse 21 has to say. Because they they and you and I wouldn't give God the worship he demands and deserves. Our minds were darkened. My mind dark. Your mind dark dark. The way that seems right is dark. It leads to a dark eternity. The way that seems right leads to a godless eternity. The way that seems right leads to what Jesus calls hell. Please give me your undivided attention because I'm about to remind you of something that Jesus told a crowd of people one day. It's so profound that it both fulfills prophecy and it points to life. Jesus told the people gathered around him that he is the light of the world. He was inviting them to leave the way of darkness. That is the way that seemed right but led to death. Jesus was introducing himself as a fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy as a light has come into the world. I was a prophecy to the children of Israel. But it has a spiritual implication for you and me today. And Jesus says, I want to lighten up your life. May I come in? May I come in? Oh, right now, a heart is weary with the burden of the darkness. And the light of the world has come. And I'll give you light and life and eternal joy. Open your heart to him right now, my friend. And then write and tell us about it. Or call. Let us know that you made a commitment to Jesus Christ on this day. We would love to come by your side with a piece of literature. Or maybe you are incarcerated and you need a Bible or you're hospitalized and you'd like some introduction to Bible study. We'd love to help you find that. If you would write to us at the address Ed would give you in just a moment. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Make these moments full of light for somebody believing right now. In Jesus' name, amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Coming home ne-